Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of May Contain Traces of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, hello, welcome to the podcast. So psyched to have you listening today. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back, Soybeans. So glad to be back doing season two. Super duper excited about all the stuff that we have coming up for you. So to kick things off this week, I just wanted to say, if you are new around here, then you won't know this, but last year the podcast was weekly and it was coming out on a Saturday morning. This year it is fortnightly and it is coming out on the second Sunday and the fourth Sunday in the month. So that is how the podcast is rolling uh, this time round. So if you are looking for new episodes, you can find them every second Sunday and that'll be the second and fourth Sunday in the month, not the first and third. So that is the deal with the schedule this year. We're no longer with Lip Media. Last year we were with um, an amazing podcasting network called Lip Media. Awesome network, um, had nothing against them. They just ended up dissolving because, um, well, I'm not really sure, but they, yeah, they ended up dissolving. They were a great network. They're lovely guys and, you know, lovely people. And uh, we did have the option to go into a different network. But at the time, as anyone who was listening last year will know, I had disappeared and hadn't been doing episodes because uh, life got a little bit too busy for me at the start of this year. So I thought it was best not to jump onto the new network. What with my lack of commitment to the podcast at the time when I was offered. Um, But we are back now. We will be doing a fortnightly episode and we're super excited to be here. So I keep saying we, but as anyone who's listened before knows, it's actually mostly just me. Occasionally I will drag my partner, Daniel Johnson, on as a co-host and every now and again I will interview somebody. But you get a kind of mixture of me alone doing kind of educational episodes, which is what this week will be. Me talking with Daniel here, um, bouncing off ideas with each other about sustainability and veganism, or me interviewing someone who has something interesting to say about either the sustainability movement or the vegan movement in Australia. So yeah, I like to have a good range of guests on and I am hoping to bring you guys a very special episode soon. I'm really excited about it. I'm not sure when it'll be dropping, but it will be um, a character that you will know of if you are interested in the vegan movement definitely here in Australia and if you are into um, just amazing vegan cookbooks and food so 
yeah, hopefully I am able to land that and sort it out, but we'll just have to wait and see guys. So something I did want to talk about this week. Oh, actually, before I talk about anything, obviously, if you are new around here, you can go and follow the podcast. You can subscribe on all of your favorite listening platforms. Um, if you like the podcast, please, uh, the podcast, if you like the podcast, uh, if you like the podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because that really helps to push us up there in the rankings so that more people can find it. And if you want to see a little bit more of me and stuff that I'm doing and like follow along with the journey or hit me up for a shout out in the show because I do do shout outs on the show, you can head over to Instagram and find at May Contain Trace of Soy. Um, that is me and that is the podcast account. So that's where I cover all the stuff, you know, about veganism and nature walks, beautiful things. So definitely go follow that and you will find some extra tips, recipes, all that kind of stuff there. So, yeah. All right. We're going to delve straight into this week now that I have bored you with my additional intro. Um, this week on the podcast, I wanted to talk about the difference between apartment and rural living. So anyone who's been around here a little bit longer or who's been going back and listening to old episodes will know I used to live in an apartment in Brisbane City, like right in the center of the city. You know, I could see the city and I walked, you know, to work and just like walked around to do my errands. And it was like, you know, tiny apartment, high rise building. Um, Yeah, it was that whole kind of vibe. And that was the lifestyle that we were living at the time when we first started the podcast And around that time, I did sort of talk about sustainability in an apartment and in that city setting. So I wanted to talk about the difference between that and my current situation. So about four and a half months ago, I guess, or four months ago, my partner, Daniel, and I, we moved down to rural Tasmania and we are in the rural northwest in a tiny town that only has about 298 people living in it. We are on an acreage of 80 acres Um, this is not our place because we are not rich. Uh, we have moved in with my folks or rather I have Daniel's now living in Launceston, which is the nearest city to here about an hour and a half away because he got a job there. I'll probably end up moving out there to stay with him, but for the moment and up until now, it's been really interesting seeing the difference between living, you know, um, in an apartment in the city and rural living. My parents are very into sustainability and eco living So they do have a big garden. My mom does permaculture gardening. So, you know, the process of um, having all the plants support themselves and support each other in a system. And we have the greenhouse as well. And yeah, they obviously compost and do all that kind of stuff. So it's been really interesting to sort of experience this other extreme going from being right in the center of the city where, you know, there was a lot of vegan food available, but we didn't have a garden, you know, couldn't compost. Going from that to being out in the middle of nowhere with massive garden, composting everything, um, and obviously very, like, limited access to convenience vegan food. So I want to break down um, in a kind of, like, point against point what it's like to sort of live in those two different places and what I found so but before we get into that maybe I should explain how we wound up moving down here um to rural Tasmania I mentioned before that my parents have a place down here I didn't grow up down here I grew up in Brisbane um I grew up in just like a little suburb on the bay side in Brisbane um and you know it was a nice very suburban sort of like 
lifestyle that we had there. And I came from a big family, so it was like a big old house that we lived in. And um, that was the only house that I really knew because we've been there since I was two. And my folks sold that a few years back and bought down in Tasmania. Um, they were interested in living a more kind of eco-conscious lifestyle and basically building a bit of an eco-village. So they are building an eco-tourism sort of situation down here at the moment. They've got three cabins that are partway through being uh, a build, basically. And they've got solar panels on those cabins and they're all kind of set up to be off grid. And then they've also got a little cottage down here as well. The cottage is not off grid. They just um, bought a second little property that's right next to theirs. Um, so they have two titles on the land and then they've got 80 acres. And that includes an orchard, which is really beautiful and a big um, garden. And then they've also got the greenhouse. Now, my folks are not vegan, um, even though they're into kind of the eco lifestyle. They're just not. Uh, my mom is vegetarian, but yeah, they're just not vegan. So, yeah, they do have chickens down here and they do um, a great cattle on our property, which is, you know, a little bit sad because I know what's going to happen to the cows. But it is still cool to sort of hang out with the cows and get to know them a little bit. And at least these cows are, you know, walking around this big, massive property and they're like happy until they're not basically. So yes, it is an interesting and kind of confronting experience because being this close and being out um, in the country like that and living that kind of lifestyle means that you do meet farmers, you know, and you meet people who have um, animals that work for them, like across the road, there's cattle as well and there's sheep. And, you know, those sheep are probably going to be um, shorn for their wool. Um, they have lambs there at the moment. I don't know what's happening to the lambs. I guess that depends on what the people over the road do. So that is something that I haven't experienced before. That's one really big point of difference is sort of being, I guess, more confronted with the realities of farming by being out rural. And this is not commercial farming in the same way that, you know, larger companies do sort of those mass commercial farms. So this is very much small scale farming, which realistically, if the whole world went back to that, I'd have much less of a problem with farming. Um, but yeah, it's still very confronting to me. Still not something I would personally choose to endorse or be a part of. So that's been really interesting. But we wound up down here uh, to, to get back on track. We wound up down here basically because I was halfway through studying and Daniel, my partner, just, you know, had like this, this period where we were able to sort of reassess because he was not working in an office anymore. Like he wasn't having to go into work anymore. He was doing work from home stuff and I was doing work from home stuff. And then our lease came up and we just kind of realized, oh, we can move, like we can do that. And we had been talking about moving down to sort of be around my folks to help them with their eco business and the, you know, cabins and the tourism and everything. And to just kind of get away from everything as well and live a different lifestyle. I don't know about everyone else, but after, um, after 2020, it's just, it was such a rough time. Like I think everyone went through a lot that year and being in lockdown all the time, it just sort of changed my priorities and it changed what I wanted and what I was looking for. And I guess it just made me reassess. And when I sort of came back up for air and felt a little bit more uh, reflective and was able to gain a bit of clarity, I was like, I just don't need to be in the city anymore. 
I just don't like I would like to be further out so that is how we wound up down here like I said it's been about three or four months so it's been really interesting I'll go into some of the differences between apartment and rural living now so one of the big things about apartment living that you know a lot of people who want to be more sustainable struggle with is not being able to have a garden so in an apartment you don't have like actual sort of earth that is yours that you're renting or that you own that you can plant anything into you can have container gardens and during my last episode where I talked at length about sustainability in apartments which was episode 11 of season one I did talk about container gardening and there was a woman in Melbourne who I think she got about 70 kilos of produce from her container garden so there are some people who do it very successfully you know it is something that you can do but if you're in an apartment, you do have less space and you don't have a lot of control over positioning because you've usually just got the one spot on your balcony where you can put things. I found in the apartment space that we were in in Brisbane, it was near impossible to grow anything because we didn't get like sunlight in our little spot on the balcony. Um, and what we did was not long enough to sustain the plants that I kept putting out there. So yeah, I killed a lot of herbs um, the four years that we were in that apartment <laughs> and a lot of indoor plants so yes uh, that is something that is much easier when you are living in a rural setting you have much more land you have earth all around you where you can plant things where you can set stuff up so we have been planting in the garden we got here in sort of midwinter and then we started planting for spring we were harvesting some of the potatoes that were left over as well so there's still potatoes that we're digging out of the ground but it's quite a big area. It's probably about the garden outside that mom and dad have here is probably maybe six or seven times the size of the whole apartment floor space that we had in our apartment in Brisbane, which was a one and a half bedroom apartment sort of thing. So it's quite a big garden and we have been working with them, trimming everything back, ready for the new growth and, you know, fixing fences and, you know, there's a lot of different little things with the gardening here. I think that's a whole episode on its own, to be honest, because understanding how the gardens work, understanding when you can plant, how long it takes, understanding what goes in the greenhouse and what doesn't, how to keep wallabies out, how to, you know, keep possums away, all of these things. And then how to do that from an ethical standpoint as a vegan. That's a really hard thing, you know, trying to work all of that out and balance it. That's difficult too. So yeah, um, there's a whole episode in that. But I will say that between the two of them, apartment versus rural living, gardening, big plus on rural living side. <laughs> you can definitely do a lot more gardening. You can grow a lot more things. We are eating like a bunch of kale that we grow in ourselves, a bunch of herbs that we grow in ourselves. We were eating a lot of tomatoes and potatoes as well because they had like a bumper crop that had sort of survived and there was still some coming in when we got here. And then we've also got other stuff growing like onions and lettuce so we've eaten a lot of lettuce from the garden too and strawberries are coming up now and the raspberries are going to come up over the summer um so yeah it's very exciting but i will do another whole episode ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just on gardening, because it's obviously like, yeah, it's it's a whole topic on its own. So gardening is better, uh, rural living, but in apartment living, you can obviously have container gardens. Um, there is, though, the question of food miles. So there were food miles, like with your apartment living, there is like larger food miles because in an apartment, everything has to come to the city to you. Whereas here, um, living out in the country, we are growing a lot of our own food, but what we're not growing, there's a lot more kind of farmers markets. There are local Facebook groups where people who live locally will sell off the excess produce that they've got. So there's a bit of a like buy and swap thing that happens with local um, properties down here. And then there's also obviously local farmer markets and stuff, but there's farm gate stores too. So people will put out their vegetables at the farm gate and sell them. We've passed like little shacks where it's just like a little donation box thing and they've got bags of veggies there. So our food miles are much, much smaller down here as far as the food having to travel because we are growing a lot more of it and what we're not growing, we can pick up more locally. So that's another interesting point. But I will say that one of the things where city and apartment living kind of trumps uh, rural living is the availability of vegan food. So vegan convenience food, there was a lot available in Brisbane city. There was a lot of restaurants that were exclusively vegan you know, there was a lot of stuff like that and we could order Uber Eats and just get like a vegan meal coming in. Literally cannot do that where we live. There is no kind of food delivery service that comes out to where I am specifically um, because I'm way out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, there's also no specifically vegan restaurants in the area that I live in or the surrounding towns. There is when you get to Launceston. So Launceston's about an hour and a half away, and it's some, one of the major cities down here. And there are some exclusively vegan restaurants or restaurants with like a full vegan menu in addition to a regular menu. So yeah, that that is good. That is available there, but not really where I am. So the availability of vegan food and even vegan convenience food like at the supermarket, they don't carry a lot of the stuff that they carried in Brisbane. So even some of the brands that we liked um, for different sort of like, you know, fortified fake meats and things like that are not available down here or they're not available in the Woolworths and Coles that we visited down here. So that is one thing that has been kind of like a little bit of a bummer about living this far out. And the other thing too is that, you know, we say that there's like less food miles, but we've also got to consider that when we need to go and get groceries. It's a 30 minute drive into town to get them. Now my parents do have a hybrid, so you know, it's slightly less bad for the environment. It's still not great for the environment though. So 
driving half an hour every time you need to go grocery shopping as opposed to being able to walk everywhere. Um, it's half an hour's drive or like 40 minutes to an hour's drive anywhere that we're going down here because we are all the way out in the middle of nowhere. And that is something that you kind of have to deal with if you want to live rurally and live off the land and off grid. It means that you're going to have to drive to get to other places that you're going. Whereas in an apartment living in a city, you can walk everywhere. And Daniel and I did. We walked to work. We walked to do our grocery shopping. We walked to go out to social events, even though it was stinking hot in Brisbane. We walked everywhere or we got public transport because there were buses running everywhere. Down here, that's not an option. So you contribute to more cars on the road and you also contribute to more um, CO2 emissions as a result of that. Although my parents do have a hybrid, like when Daniel and I get a car down here, we won't be able to afford that. So that's another consideration too, is, um, you know, there's, there's the food miles that are smaller when it comes to growing your own stuff, but food miles as far as like, you know, how, how many miles you're personally driving to go and collect food, different thing altogether. So that is something else, you know, not being able to walk everywhere, being kind of cut off from things. That's a little bit different to what we were used to. And I don't think it's as good for the environment for those reasons. Um, there's obviously no food delivery though. So that is good because it stops me from getting like a whole bunch of delicious vegan food delivered to our doorstep all the time, which I definitely was doing in Brisbane. It was just so easy. Like I know that um, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that Daniel and I were working crazy hours, which was why uh, the podcast did not come back when it was meant to. So obviously I do like two jobs. I work for myself. I was studying. Um, Daniel does like a very, very stressful job. So yeah, um, we often didn't have time to get around to like cooking all the time. And there would definitely be like way too many nights that we'd be like, you know what, let's just order some Uber Eats, you know, let's just get some buffalo wings, like cauliflower wings, things like that. So not being able to do that is definitely a good thing because we're not sort of making people drive food to us. That's not great for the environment. Composting is another thing altogether. So when we were living in the apartment and we wanted to compost, we had to like collect our compost and then drive it to a local composting hub. And that was over like two three k's away so we would do that we usually wouldn't walk it because it would be heavy and stinky and awkward to walk so we'd usually drive it but yeah we used to have to drive our compost to a composting hub when we were in brisbane and here obviously we can just compost directly into the ground so you know that's definitely good like there are lots of benefits to living a more rural lifestyle but i personally think um having sort of waited up and lived both different kinds now I think what I would like is somewhere halfway between somewhere where you can still walk down to the city and go do things, but you can compost in your backyard and grow some plants yourself because that's sort of like the best of both worlds. And if you can get um, your, you know, your suburb house a little bit more off grid by having, you know, solar panels and all that kind of stuff, but you can still benefit from all of those kind of nearby amenities that you have within cities that would be kind of nice. Um, I think at this stage, I will be moving to Launceston at some point because it's really hard to not be there with Daniel and being all the way out here, although it has been nice to be around my folks. It is one of those things where we've been together 10 years, guys. Like, it's weird to not be living together right now. So that's been a bit of a struggle. But 
you know, it's been a good experience for both of us, I think. And living down here and living like off grid as well has been a good experience because I've enjoyed it. But I do also like being able to kind of like walk to the city and walk around and go see, you know, museums and art galleries and, you know, go to the library. Like I love going to the library um, and I like being able to pop out for coffee or go to the bookstore. So there are lots of little things that I kind of enjoy in my lifestyle that I can't have here. And it has helped me clarify that. I think once upon a time, if you'd asked me, do I want to live in the middle of nowhere and have like a tiny house and, you know, just like live that full on off grid lifestyle, I would have said, oh, 100%, I don't need to be around people. And having now sort of lived that a little bit, I think I was wrong and I probably need just a little bit more, um, of that like city lifestyle, just a touch, but not a lot. Like I just need a little smidgen of it because yeah, I'm feeling a little bit stir crazy being out here alone. So that is this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. It is a short one, but I just wanted to cover a few things about the differences there and to update you on what happened with the podcast, not coming back as well, but we will be coming back with some specials coming up for Christmas going to be talking about you know being green over the Christmas period what you can do to reduce your waste how much waste we're producing with that Um, hopefully getting a very special guest on as well and I have a few other things up my sleeve but I would love to hear what you guys would like to hear on the podcast please head over to make a taint trace to soy on Instagram and hit me up there let me know what you'd like to hear let me know what you liked about the podcast or what you liked about previous episodes or this episode and I'll give you a shout out in the show any questions you have you can ask there as well and I'll answer them in the next episode thank you so much for joining me this week guys and we'll catch you in a fortnight When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.